We cannot afford to be so politically correct anymore. I've been a feminist my whole life. Tim is my best friend. <laughs> All right, everybody, here I am with the most elusive maths husband of all time, <laughs> Maddie Lockett. Now, if you ever watched Maths My Season 2018, you probably know this guy's face. He was very briefly on the show with his bride, Alicia, and then he, they kind of just mysteriously disappeared. And us, like, we didn't really know what was happening. The other couples on the show didn't really know what was happening. No one really knew what was going on. So, Maddie, first of all, welcome to the show, mate. Tell the world what the fuck happened with you and Alicia on maps. Oh, mate, it was just, it was a, it was a very uh, short and sharp marriage, mate. I think I was the only one that took me marriage seriously on the show and uh, didn't sleep with my wife. But, uh, <laughs> or or someone a... else's wife. <laughs> oh, no. There's a bit of that going on. <laughs> um, nah, look, mate, it just, the whole thing wasn't for me. Like, I need to have uh, at least a day to myself to sort of recharge with batteries. So when you've got the uh, the camera crew and that on you every day, yep. I just, I couldn't handle it all. I was worried about Alicia big time because I felt she was falling way too quickly. And obviously then in the back of your head, you've got, geez, Australia's going to love this girl too. They're going to hate my guts. What am I going to do? And um, and then in the end, I'd, I'd had a bit of an, an, an incident back home. A friend of mine had lost his father. So I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I didn't, I had... I had the mind games being played with the producers telling me that I've lost Australia, I've got to stay in that. So basically, in the end, what happened is I just ran off crying. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And then when the producer, the funny thing was, I actually ran off. I told everyone to fuck off. Ran off to the bloody, uh, the, uh, like the elevator. And because no. it was a fancy joint, you needed the swiper to go up and down. I didn't have the swiper and I've got like six cameramen and a bloody film yeah. guy there. Yeah. The producer goes, mate, what uh, what's going on here? And I just crawled up into a ball. He's like, are you crying? I go, yeah. He goes, why? I said, I actually miss my grandmother. Because <laughs> it was the first, my, my grandmother had passed away previously, but right. it was the first time anything stressful had happened in my life without her being there. Like, my, I, anything ever went wrong in my life, I just ran to my grandmother. Like, I just, and she was just always there for me. Okay. So it was the first time I'd ever stressed out since she'd passed. And I was like, I just, I was like, who the hell do I go to? Like yep. I've, I've got, yep. I just, didn't, I've had no one to go to. So it was, it was, it was good because I sort of had to deal with a lot of shit that I probably hadn't dealt with. But, um, but oh fuck, I'd never do a show like that again. That's not for me yeah. at all. <laughs> it was a weird one, man. Like, because as you know, like everyone on the shows, like, um, you do build up this bond within the group, but then there's also other dynamics within the group. And like you and Ryan were like kind of the funny jokers of the whole crew, and like. That yeah. so that you were there, you and Ryan dominated the conversation. When we were in backstage and just hanging out, it was kind of like everyone else just sat back and the Maddie and Ryan show would kind of take place. <laughs> like, this is behind the scenes I'm talking. And like, yeah, you guys are like kind of really good friends or just had some really gnarly banter. And then, I don't know. And then you just kind of disappeared and everyone was just kind of like, shit, what happened there? And then like, I don't know. It was just a weird vibe and a weird time. Like, it's it's hard to explain to people what that backstage like what that sort of interaction and there's like and then after you left man it got really like narky and like people there were like factions of like 
oh, is this person trying to get that person? This person's like fucking with that person. And it became like real political. And they were like splinter group chats. Like there was a group chat on Snapchat and one on WhatsApp and certain people were talking to certain people and others weren't right. talking to others. And then this person got ostracized and, oh, mate, it got fucking really stressful after you guys left. So you probably it's probably a good thing that you left that early because you missed the, the craziness. Definitely, definitely dodged a bullet, but like I, I just saw firsthand the way that the producers were trying to play me. And I, I think you left at a good time, dodged a bullet. Yeah, look, I did, but um, I also, as I said, so I was wanting to get back to Ballarat because obviously for a funeral, I then had people telling me that you know if I left, I like Australia was going to hate me because I just yelled fuck off to everyone, including Elise. I said fuck off. I like I've got a funeral and that sort of thing. Yeah, And then the worst thing was I'd been told by someone, like I was lucky enough that one of the girls came up and told me that Alicia was then on camera saying that she's never been so frightened as of anyone in her life because right. I'd raised my voice. And I'm a loud person, actually. So that, then, well, then when I thought, geez, she's playing me as well, I've yeah. got the producers playing me, her, she's playing me, and I, and, I, and I just want to get out of here. Like I don't want to be here at all. So yeah. then... What they didn't show was the next day, I actually went, I'd convinced everyone that I was just going to go and make things up with her. And we went and sat down and I actually said to her, I said, listen, I'm really sorry, but I'm in love with one of the other wives. And all of the producers started running around like headless chooks. Yeah. And they're like, who's the girl? Who's the girl? And I was like, oh, I've already ruined my marriage. The last thing I'm going to do is ruin somebody else's. Yeah. So I just made that up. That was yeah, the first yeah. fucking... I'd only met the girls the night before. Like, I didn't know any of them, but I just wanted the fuck out of there. Yep. Um, and then they're all freaking out, panicking. They thought I'd had an affair. That's why you guys got your curfew got changed <laughs> and you got told to have no direct contact with me at all. Well, so, that's because we're all partying every fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> getting on the fucking nose beers and who knows what. Yeah, well, that's... I remember no. we had a couple of fun nights. But, uh, but, um, but, but after that, it was obviously like, you know... Because then the producers couldn't even show that. So that's why our whole ending was right. so shit. Because wow, I didn't know the, that, man. Yeah, and the main producer said to me, she goes, I couldn't use that because you've been too nice. I'm like, no, I haven't fucking yeah. been used. Like, you guys shouldn't be able to use shit. Like, you shouldn't be able to twist shit. I've been nice. No, so that's it, hey. That happened to me a lot. It was like they'd come to you with like a scene, something had happened, and then it'd be like, oh, sorry, we can't show that for this or that reason. I'd be like, wait a minute. Are you trying to document what actually happened or are you just full of shit? Oh, no, but like, you know, we can't use this, can't use that. I'm like, then you're just lying to the world. Like, that's not what happened. Like, 100%. And and seeing, seeing what was done to you. Yeah. That could easily have been done to me, and oh, I was the God. guy. I was the guy that was loved because I was in love with your grandmother. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That like the. the so knowing you, very you well, just lovable because your wedding scene where you showed up late and stuff as well. Yeah. You just kind of came across as like a bit of an Aussie larrikin legend, and like you were just you were likable anyway. And like Alicia, look, I'm friends with Alicia, and she's. It was a weird matchup anyway. Like you guys very, are very, very different. Weird. She's very like, it's hard to explain. She's very kind of emotional and like sort of quiet and reserved. And like, I mean, it could have worked. I don't know, man. But oh, look, anyway. look, here's the thing. She, she's an absolute lovely girl. But as I said, like she, she just, I felt a bit worried that she'd fallen for me a bit quick because she's I was saying. the type of person that will dive in head first. And Tracy was a lot like this as well. If there's a man who pays them any attention whatsoever, they're all in head first, like, you know, and that can scare people off a little bit. 
that scared me. That's kind of what happened with Davina as well. That scared me off a little bit. And like, yeah, yeah I can definitely see Alicia being like yeah, that. And, well. and, and that's and and my biggest issue was like, so obviously she's really scared of loud noises, like things like balloons. Like, and I am like yeah. I was probably the loudest person in the group. So my laugh was actually frightening her. So that was sort of a bit of a giveaway at the start. But even things like when we were moving into the new room, she's like, Matthew, I need you to do me a favor um, and not bring anybody into our our room like I just like have sort of a privacy issue and I'm like oh okay that's fine but I said long term that'd be an issue because like I've got an yeah. open door policy my friends and everyone yeah, are welcome, yeah. whatever they want so yeah. that's that's that, that's I'm just like you know little things like that I'm like this is like there's a lot that's wrong like yeah, so enough, let's not go in too hard too early let's just take it easy um, enough, and, then, and then I was just stressing out about hurting her, man. Like I was freaking out that I was really going to hurt her, and she is such a nice, lovely girl. So yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I hope that's cleared up a few things for uh, some of the maths fans out there. Um, now, after maths finished, a lot of people kind of had falling out. So, like maybe Ryan kind of became someone that no one hung out with. But then you and I also clashed a bit as well and like you were giving me shit on social media i was giving you shit we had a bit of like a time there where we just we weren't each other's best mates that's for sure you got kicked off freaking instagram about a hundred times since then and (laughs) this guy's been booted off facebook more than anyone i know and then gets back on and then gets booted off but we we had a bit of beef there for a while and you used to give me shit and used to question some of the things that i used to put out there on social media and talk about jesus and whatnot and then at some point you changed your tune a little bit about me and like said to me that, Hey Dino, you know, maybe I've been a bit harsh on you in the past. And there's a few things that you talked about here and there, political things, um, things about, you know, the government control and censorship in, in big tech and the media. And then we sort of started to bond over a few things like that. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, and I 100%, uh, like I, could not agree more, but except for the fact that, like, for me, it wasn't that we were falling out. We had disagreements. I actually just enjoyed arguing with you. <laughs> but, but the thing is, we'd always also, generally, if we were ever clashing online, we were messaging each other, inboxing as well, like, yeah, that's true. you know, nice and in it down. Like, a lot of that was show because that was when we were getting the old clickbait that everyone's so addicted to these days. Yeah, but we yeah. were always in open dialogue. It was always a conversation with yeah. me, with you. Like, I know we went a bit hard on each other, but I found it a learning thing. So that's why yeah. the conversation should always be left open. You should never silence people. That was, that was the beautiful that's thing. It, man. I agree. We always kept talking. We always kept our open dialogue. And yeah. a lot of the things that we don't agree on, like I, I enjoy the fact that we can still talk. But the reason I've changed my tune on a few things is from listening to people like you, is from listening yep. to someone with a, a different opinion. And now I see things differently. So yeah. being pushed into the limelight the way I was, like I was kind of cancelled the minute I became famous. Like <laughs> maths, like promo was me sitting there talking about how I want a woman that listens to me and how Australian men are pussies and they had the word obey in big red letters. And like, so the minute the world heard of me, you wouldn't me, have made the first episode. <laughs> if you were on this season, you wouldn't make the first. Like, you'd be halfway through the ad, and that'd be cancelled. Yeah, you you, you wouldn't have made it to the first like oh, mate, episode. But that also opened my eyes because I guess I was quite a left-leaning person growing up politically. Like, I've grown up with you know many LGBTQ members in my family. My sister's gay. I have five 
lesbian cousins, just growing up in that world. It's just standard to me. And then all of a sudden I was like the antithesis of that. I was like the biggest misogynist in the world. And so I got to see like how the feminists and the lefties all treat people like me, even though it was bullshit. Like the way they portrayed me was bullshit, but I got to see their lies, their vitriol, their agenda, the way they put stuff out there for clickbait just to sell books or this or that or advertising. And that really turned me, that red pilled me, man. That like, you know, yep. red pilling. I don't know if people out there know what red pilling means, but it means like you saw the light. You Instead of taking the blue pill, you took the red pill and your mind was illuminated as to more of a conservative what's, what's way of real? thinking, I guess, what's real. And finding, like finding your own truth too. That's yeah, the you biggest. See the media for the bullshit that they yep. push, the feminists, the, the lefties. Um, and I guess now I'm probably consider myself more of a conservative. And yeah. especially with like COVID and everything that's going on. Like that's kind of how I, I don't really, I don't really classify myself one way or the other, but I don't know. Now I see myself as a bit more conservative. Yeah. And look, and I, and I look, I'm almost the exact same. Like I've, um, geez, you could ask nearly any one of my mates. They all would have told, they would have sworn that I was gay growing up. Like I, (laughs) I love gay. I've always said that I'm musically gay. You know, I grew up watching ballet bloody movies and dirty dancing and that sort of shit center stage with my sister. Yep. And I, I wasn't even pretending I didn't like it. Like it just so <laughs> when when your favorite movie's The Notebook and you're getting pushed into the conservative like gay hating, it's like, well, I don't know about this. Like there's yeah. a lot that's not right. But if I hadn't have done, if I had not have done Married at First Sight, the one thing I'll say is like when you when, if I hadn't have seen the editing and the way that the public can be easily, easily tricked, yeah, into following their narrative, yeah. Like I was having people come at me. I was like, man, how do you know? I was literally just on the ads. I was on the ads in like one episode. I had people coming up going like, you didn't even give her a go. You never gave her a go. I'm like, you haven't even given me one second. Like yeah, you yeah. just come straight up to me. Yeah. Abusing me to my face. Like, so and and I'd and that's from me, man. Like, and I was a nice man on that show compared to you. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. way they showed you out to be. Um, and, and as I said, like knowing you and the way we hung up and that, like I, I, I would have done things differently to you, but I, I know that I could have been easily manipulated to be pushed down your path as well with a bit of editing, with the chop, chop here and that, like no worries. So, yeah. and if that and was the case. I think that's gotten worse and worse. In the last few years, like that was 2018. It's not that long ago, but even in those few years, like the media has gotten so much more, it's not it's not journalism anymore. It's Power. activism. It's activism. They have an agenda. They want to push an agenda. They're not open to like journalism should be telling all sides of a story. And it's not that anymore. It's now no, it, we've it's got our narrative. Right. We're sticking to a narrative and we're leaving purposely leaving out all this other shit that people probably want to know and are smart enough to know and yeah. should be able to make their own decisions on. But it's not journalism anymore. It doesn't exist. Now there's an agenda within social media, the news, like the traditional news media, like newspapers. I mean, there always have been little agendas. Like obviously the Guardian is a very left-leaning news source. The Daily yes. Telegraph is uh, a much more right-leaning news source. Yeah. Fox News is conservative, whereas CNN and then is. And then however, scary thing is you've got things like The View that's just for yeah. like women talking to women at home with their kids all day saying how bad, you know. Men and society. Is. Is. 
It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you got websites like Mama Mia uh, and then you're different influencers and whatnot that it's they don't report anymore. They're just giving opinions. And I think that's fine. Like, it's a free country. It's a free world. You can do whatever you want. But, like, if you're a trusted news source like news.com.au, even the Daily Telegraph and The Guardian, if you're kind of considered a news source, you should have a responsibility to tell all sides of the story. And at the moment, they don't do that. Like the Guardian's full of shit. Like, for example, the Guardian always goes on about Aboriginal deaths in custody. And they did a study on Aboriginal deaths in custody. And and they keep putting this number forward of like, oh, you know, 400 Aboriginal people have died in custody since this day, since this happened. And then you go and look at the stats and it's like, well, firstly, a lot of them did heinous crimes, um, which yeah. is really hard to find as well. They leave that out. A lot of people that get convicted, you know, for really terrible crimes like rape and this and that and murder are now yeah, martyrs and considered like heroes because they got killed in prison. And I'm not saying, you know, their, their death is justified, but I'm saying the Guardian leaves out so much. Like more yeah. white people and more non-Aboriginal people have died in the same amount of time. Um, a lot of the deaths are just suicide. A lot of the deaths don't even happen when the, per- like they're not, it's not like there was a racist cop that walked up to him and went, oh, you know, you silly black bastard, I'm going to kill you. That's That very rarely happens. Like it yeah. might happen. And I'm not saying there's no racism, but the way the Guardian pushes that narrative it would make most people think, oh, all cops are racist. The whole world's racist. You know, too many Aboriginal people. It's bullshit. They leave out so much. It's lying by omission. And they all do that. Daily Telegraph does yeah, that. And it's, and it's the, scariest, the scariest thing is too now is if you look at society, and I know many of people that were sitting down <clears throat> listening to Oprah Winfrey and Mark and Michael buddy, uh, talk about racism and oppression <laughs> when they're the two most privileged, forget black, forget white, forget men. Yep. They're the two yep. most privileged human beings on yep. this planet. Yep. And you're going to listen to them. Go down and talk to the people that are actually oppressed, like that are homeless or something right now. Yeah. See, see how they're going because they actually are doing that. So that's when it's just like, all right, so what are we doing now? Everything's putting on an act. Everything's a show. Because yep. everything gets clickbaits. So, and unfortunately, all the money now is in data that's being sold. So, you've literally got Facebook and these Twitters and all that giving all this data. AWS, Amazon Prime. Journalists are working for that data. They have to tune in as much of that data as they can. And they need big grabbing headlines like, you're racist, you're a Nazi, you're killing everyone with COVID because you haven't got a vaccine that's not really yep. working. It's yep. just, it's just, it's, we're living in such a time where, the truth no longer matters because if you yep. cancel one word, you leave every word open to be cancelled, which yep. means words no longer have any meaning. 